Hi, and welcome to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. We meet every Saturday at 11 a.m. at 584 Franklin Road in Franklin, Tennessee. You can find out more information on our website at koldodi.org or watch us live on our Facebook or YouTube by simply searching for Koldodi Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. Turn in your Bibles, if you have your scriptures, to Exodus chapter uh, 18, Shmot, or Exodus chapter 18. How would you like to listen to a conversation that was recorded in heaven's scroll of remembrance? The Sefer, I guess it would be Zichron. Well, according to Malachi, Malachi, Malachi 3.16, we know that the conversation between Moshe and Yitro, Moses and Jethro, was archived because Malachi says in Malachi 3.16, then those who fear the Lord spoke a man to his friend, that's the way I would translate it, and the Lord attended and listened and a scroll of remembrance was written before him for those fearers of Adonai and meditators of his name And that's what it says. That's what it says. So, Father, we pray you speak to us through your word. Amen. Open our eyes. Behold wonderful things. Behold wonderful things from your word. In Yeshua's name, God. So, think about that verse. An amazing verse. Those that fear the Lord. Remember the word fear. Yare in Hebrew means really those that are to give constant attention to, to constantly attend to. So those that are putting God first and those that are chashav, the word chashav means to, let's say yare, yare, those words that are on there, and chashav, chashav, you're putting God first and thinking really means to join separate thoughts together. So seriously meditating on who God is and who he will be, who the Lord is, and who he will be, and who he is, who he was, who he will be. Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 and 8 says, he is the is. When John had his revelation of the unveiling of the Messiah, he said he is the is, the was, and the coming. Twice he says it, the is, the was, and the was, and the coming. And of course, this goes back to Moses seeing when God revealed his name to Moses and he said, I will be who I will be. And John goes on and says, the Lord is speaking actually, Yeshua is speaking, he says, I'm the Almighty, the is, the was, and the coming, the Almighty. Again, the Greek, Pantokrator, the Supreme One. Hebrew would be Adonai Tzivaot, the Lord of celestial armies, the God of all the angelic armies. So in the story we're reading in Exodus 18, Yitro, let's say Jethro in Hebrew is Yitro, was Moses' father-in-law, a Kohen of the land of Midian. Now, so he wasn't a Jew, and yet he believed 
he'd known or seemed to know about the God of Israel. He'd heard about the God of Israel. Just like Abraham before had known, there was a, remember Melchizedek had, uh, was a priest, but they didn't know, they heard, seemed to have notion of the God of Israel. Of the land of Midian, Yitro was, and he'd lived for many years prior to his call to deliver Israel. You'll remember he had had seven daughters, Jethro had, who were shepherds who had experienced bullying at the local well by other shepherds. And Moses came to their rescue, the Clint Eastwood, remember? Uh, hearing what had happened, Jethro invited Moses to their home, and his daughter Zipporah soon married him. At that point, Moses began to tend his father-in-law's sheep. When God instructed Moses to return to Egypt, he asked permission for, from Jethro or Yitro to leave. When called, Moses had sent back his wife and children to be under Yitro's care. And so now Yitro comes to greet him. After hearing, it says in chapter 18, verse 1, now Yitro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard about everything God had done for Moses and for his people Israel and how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. So he'd heard about that. He'd heard about what had happened, it says. He'd heard of the great miracles that had occurred for the Israelites in their exodus from Egypt. Probably he'd heard about the splitting of and the crossing over the Yam Suf, the Sea of Reeds. Oftentimes here it's called the Red Sea, but the Sea of Reeds. And the manna from heaven daily. Maybe he heard about that. And the water from a rock. And the victory over the Amalekites in battle, which is parallel very much to what Israel is dealing with in Hamas today. The Amalekites, very similar. Yitro heard about everything God had done. Now, we're not sure how he heard, how the word had spread. But needless to say, it's very important, we could say today for social media, very important for us now to, in reaching the unreached to use social media and spreading the word of God. Yitro and Moses came together and Moses reaffirms all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake. This is in verse 8. As well as, look, let's look at that. Let's look at verse 8. And Francis read it earlier in the Parsha reading. So Moses, verse 7, so Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and they bowed down and he kissed him and they asked each other, it's lishalom about their welfare. They're lishalom, let's say lishalom. They went into the tent, so here is the reunion. Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake as well as all the travail that had come on them along the way. I love that. And how the Lord had delivered them. He reaffirmed this, and he told, the tra word travail is la'ah. Means, it means literally to give up, to tire, to wear out. It was an honest appraisal, really. It was an honest, just that this is what had happened. It wasn't easy, you know, when you're sharing. It's not easy. It wasn't easy to all that we went through, and it's not easy when we talk about what following the Lord. It's not easy that had come upon them along the way. But he also said, but yet the Lord delivered them. And this word, natsal, let's say natsal, freed, but God came through. He frees us, he frees us. Now Revelation 1, 9, because I'm teaching the apocalypse, 
uh, devotionally, we're teaching it devotionally, little by little, little bits by bit. In 1.9, John says, I, John, your brother and co-sharer, in, he says, in the affliction and the kingdom. I'm your brother and I'm co-sharer with you in three things he mentions. The affliction and the kingdom and the endurance in Yeshua. It's all in Yeshua. We can only handle it we, and we face everything in Yeshua. That's in the original language there. That's the way in the Greek. It's in him that we do it. And affliction is the Greek word thlipsis. Thlipsis. It means pressing, pressing, squeezing, pressure, affliction, compre compression, distress. It's used in war. When you're in war, it's used if you're in poverty and you're in want. It's used for a woman giving birth to a child and the pain she experiences. The Hebrew word equivalent would be probably tzara, tzara, which means, again, to squeeze, to squeeze, whether it's sap out of a tree or the oil out of the olive or, or the, the juice out of the grape. Yeshua said, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have shalom. In the world, you will have phlipsis, you will have pressure, pressure, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. He says, and it's Paul's writes, says, yes, all who desire to live godly in the Messiah Yeshua will suffer persecution. It won't be easy. So he's, John says, I'm a brother with you, I'm a co-share with you in affliction, but also in, secondly, the kingdom, the kingdom. Well, what is the kingdom? The coming kingdom. I know some believers focus on the kingdom now, and yes, the kingdom, there is a sense of the kingdom now, but I love to think about the coming kingdom. How about you? I love the coming messianic kingdom. I, I, you know, and I, when I was reading a lot of that a while back, and people were always talking about the, we're the kingdom now, the, but I, I'm, listen, this is our hope. This is what we're looking forward to, the messianic kingdom, this period of Messiah reigning. And I want to say something, because I, I, I felt the Lord gave me some things. He gave me some dreams last night, and very intense, and I don't usually have that, where I believe that they're from the Lord. I have plenty of dreams that aren't from the Lord. <laughs> I don't know about you. And I just want to say, we will have, in the kingdom, we will have relationships back that were stolen and that were lost, through whether it's through addiction or through dementia. Or also, I want to just say that from the Lord. You will have relationships back that were stolen and robbed from you through addictions and dementia and through pain and loss. You will have them back. Everything will be restored. Everything will be restored. The innocence of childhood will be restored. Paul, Peter writes, talks about the times of their restoration, of the restoration, rather, of all things. Not some things. All things. Acts 3.21. Let me repeat it. He said the times, that's plural, the times of the restoration of all things. All things. All things. The, the Greek word is apotasis. <laughs> Oof, that's a tough one. Apotasis. I don't know why the Greeks made such complicated words. Apotasis. <laughs> It means, but listen, it means back to the original standing. Wow. Back to the original standing. Now, Ezekiel and the prophets of Isaiah, I know Isaiah saw it. 
and Jeremiah saw it, but they just had glimpses of it. They had glimpses. John and Peter, Paul, they had glimpses of it. They didn't see it all. Let me re mention a few references. In Isaiah 11, says the wolf will lay down, will, lie, will dwell with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion and the yearling together and the little child will lead them. The cow and the bear will graze and the young ones will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like an ox. A nursing child will play by a cobra's hole and a weaned child will put his hand into a viper's den. They will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain for the earth will be full of the knowledge of Adonai as the waters cover the sea. That was a glimpse of it. He didn't see the full picture. Paul writes, Romans 8, 18, for I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the coming glory to be revealed to us. For the creation eagerly awaits the revelation of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from bondage to decay into the glorious freedom of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans together and suffers birth pains, birth pains, like a woman giving birth, a mother giving birth, until now, and not only creation, but even ourselves, we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Ruach, of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we eagerly wait for the adoption, the redemption of our body. We, for in hope we're saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. So uh, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. So, and that's the next word, the next one. The next word is patience, John says. I'm co-share with you in affliction and the kingdom that's coming, but right now, but it also the endurance in Yeshua, because that's what we need now until that kingdom comes. Endurance or patience, hupomone in Greek, hupomone, it means to remain under the active endurance required of the faithful. It means to stay under, don't quit, hang in there. Don't quit. Hang in there. Kava in the Hebrew would be equivalent. Kava meaning to gather, to act. You're striving to a goal. But hang in there. Don't quit. It's in, all in him. We do it not in our own resources, but in him. That's what John writes. Now after this reunion, Moses goes into a storyteller mode. Moses and, and Jethro had heard stories. And now he'd come to find out. And Moses repeats and clarifies those stories. Storytelling, it makes an indelible impression upon others. It moves the heart. And what is the greatest story ever told? Well, it's the name of a 1965 movie on, on, on Jesus. But secular societies made, has many different opinions for, on what is the greatest story, you know, greatest stories. The Odyssey, to Huckleberry Finn, to Don Quixote, to Alice in Wonderland, to Harry Potter. I haven't read it. But listen, but how many great stories there are in the Bible? Think of it. Noah's Ark, the call of Abraham, story of Joseph, the birth and call of Moses, Queen Esther, David and Goliath, Daniel in the lion's den, or the... Uh, uh, the prophet Jonah, that I mentioned, Samson and Delilah, Delilah D Daniel in the lion's den, or the three Jewish boys in the fiery furnace, the, the birth that, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, Mishael, yeah, I forget the name. Shadow of Mishael, Bendigo, but they, yeah, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. So then uh, the birth of Yeshua, uh, the good Samaritan, the prodigal son, uh, 
nothing like it. The, the Yeshua and the woman caught in adultery. Yeshua's resurrection and ascension. Rabbi Shaul's, Saul's salvation. Paul and Silas in prison. Now the Mighty Cause Foundation explains three reasons why storytelling is so powerfully persuasive. Number one, stories are more compelling than facts. People are more likely to concentrate on, with a, an identifiable person than, and get, and then, than uh, with, with a general thing. Story, secondly, stories change minds. And the diary of Anne Frank did more to educate people about Auschwitz than any research on the topic. Melanie Green and Tim Brock have uh, found that the storytelling changes the way information is processed, and the more absorbed you are in a story, the more the story changes you. Thirdly, stories allow for participation. When you tell a story, you're essentially creating a framework for the listener and the re or the reader to insert their own details, playing an active role in the story itself. So whether you're a visual, auditory, or or kinesthetic learner, stories connect all three, and stories stick. Jethro, Yitro, when he hears this story of Moses, here's what happened. He proclaims, I think it's the first blessing pronounced in the Bible. He says, Baruch Adonai, blessed be the Lord, blessed be Adonai, who's delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians. And then he says this word, this phrase that I love. He says, Ata. Yadati. Let's say that. Ata yadati. It's in verse 11. Verse 11. Now I know. Now I know. Ata yadati. Together with me. Ata yadati. Now I know that the Lord, that Adonai, is greater than all gods. That Hashem is greater than all gods. Greater than every other god. Now, but now I know. Now I know. Now I know. Have you said that? Have that, has that happened to you? Now you know. Now I know. Now I know. Have, do you have that piece that now you know? When Naaman was healed, Naaman was healed of his tsarat, you know, skin disease, he said to Elisha or Elijah, the, he said, Behold, now I know, Ata Yadati, that there's no God in all the earth except in Israel. 2 Kings 5.15. Daniel 3.29, when King Nebuchadnezzar uh, saw the three young men, three, three boys or however old they were in the fiery furnace that they were spared and they weren't even singed by the fire. And then there was a fourth one, another one walking around with them, protecting them in the furnace. And when he, they came out that way, he said, Ata. He said, now I know. He said, there is no other God who can save who can deliver like this. There's no other God. In Psalm 20, verse 7, Atayadati, now I know that the Lord saved his anointed. He answers him. He answers him. Judges 17, 13, Micah says, now I know, Atayadati. Let's say it. Atayadati. Now I know that the Lord will do me good, seeing I have a Levite, he says, as my priest. Amos 3.2 says, you only have I known, Yadati, just Yadati, you only have I known from all the families of the earth, God says to Israel. Jonah, Jonah, when he, uh, you know, he says, he says, I knew, Yadati, I knew that you're a gracious God. Why he tried to run away from God's call to Nineveh because he knew God would spare, would be merciful to them and he didn't want him to. Yadati means literally in the Hebrew, really, I have known. I have known, 
And, and so I think it means really like this. Atayadati means I knew it. Kind of I knew it, but now I really know it. Now I know it. I intuitively knew, but now I know more substantially. I concretely know. Now I ostensibly, I verifiably know. I look forward to that day when all Israel will say in Hosea 8.2, Israel shall cry unto me, my God, we know thee. We know you. We know you. Hosea 8.2, I love that verse. I pray for that verse. Time when all our people will cry, my God, we know you. Jeremiah says that will happen that one the day, no, no more, in Jeremiah 31, 34, no more shall every man teach his neighbor, saying, know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least to the greatest of them, for I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I'll remember no more. He is that light that lightens every person who comes into the world, in John 1, 9. Every person intuitively knows that God exists, I believe, that he's there. I believe that in Psalm 19. I think we cloud it, we darken the truth with sin because of our, our choices to remain God ourselves, to replace God. But I think we know that he exists. I think we know. I think there, and I, you know, I remember from my, we all have our own st stories of how we came to believe. I knew there must be meaning beyond this material world, you know, growing up. I knew there's something more I remember looking for it in Walden's Pond, Henry David Thoreau's Walden Pond, which probably most of you don't know that book. But I was searching through nature, and I would go on long searches in nature and, and looking for it, but it always fell short. It always came short. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find. I said, there has to be more than this. And uh, Psalm 19 speaks of the creation, testifying, speaking of God, but we need the written word brings us to the full knowledge of God. And... That's the message of the good news, of course, of Yeshua, a salvation story. And this is what happens to Yitro. He says, he's, God is greater than all the gods. You know, the word of God says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. Jer uh, Jethro rejoices and he actually blesses the Lord and then offers even, says, now I know, and then he offers even a burnt offering. He off, offers an, like an act of service. But it's a real picture of, of, of really what happens in our hearts when we come to hear what God has done. I don't know if you've told your story recently to someone, but tell it. Tell your story of how you came to faith in Yeshua, how you, became a, how you came to the Lord. We, many are doing that you know, because it's, it's amazing. Someone else will find life through it. Yeshua said, if... if I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life. He'll not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. So Lord, we just thank you for the power of a story. We thank you, Lord, for the greatest story. Really, it is the greatest story of Yeshua, your, the, the death and resurrection God of, of our Messiah and that it happened and for the miracle of, your, of what he did to restore us to you, to give us new life. We thank you, Lord, for that, that story that each of us have that have found new life in you. And uh, if you've never ha taken that step to invite the Messiah, Yeshua, into your life, we always, we always do this at the end of a sermon, a message. Give that opportunity. Say, just invite him. Just make that in your own words. God, I, I need you, Lord. I, I want you. I want to know you. I want to be able to say, 
Now I know. Ata yadati. Ata yadati. I want to have that peace that passes all understanding. I want to know my sins have been taken away through the Messiah's atonement, his kapora, his atonement. Thank you, Lord. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha Ya'er Adonai p'anavelecha v'yichunecha Yisa Adonai p'anavelecha v'yasem lecha shalom v'yasem lecha shalom May the Lord, may the Lord bless and keep you. May his grace and his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and give you This is the way you shall be blessed from day to day. He'll be your rest. Yivarechach Adonai v'yishmarecha Ya'er Adonai p'anavelecha v'yichunecha Yisa Adonai p'anavelecha v'yasem lecha shalom May the Lord give you his peace v'yasem lecha shalom Amen.